I'm John Peters, one of the founders of Callaway's Nursery. We're proud to present this hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening. And now here's Neil. Thank you, John, and everybody. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Happy Easter, and glad to have you with us today, live on an Easter Sunday. And we'll give you plenty of time to celebrate Easter as we finish the program this morning. We are live. This is the uh, this is the one church holiday that I do. I go ahead and broadcast. Just such an important time in the springtime for gardeners. Mike Bass is running the boards, and we'll uh, let Mike loose here at ten o'clock, and and he can go with family and do what he wants to do. And we have family coming over after the church services are all over and we're going to have an Easter dinner and so that's what happens so happy Easter to you and for those of the Jewish faith uh, a blessed Passover and Ramadan has uh, has been going on and continues on and it's uh, it's quite a time quite a very special time so that's what we have let me give you the phone numbers if you'd like to call we need calls today I have no idea what to expect on a holiday Sunday, but 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. I will try to be respectful of people trying to get into church services, and I hope other uh, the, the callers will too. Uh, short questions, one topic per call, and we'll try to keep the program moving pretty quickly so that you won't be on hold very long, I hope. That'll be my goal, and and hopefully everybody will cooperate so we can take lots of calls and get people everywhere that they need to be. That's uh, that's what's going to happen today. Looking forward to that. Uh, let's uh, begin our program then with that in mind with Steve Huddleston, Public Relations Manager of the Botanical Research Institute of Texas and the Fort Worth Botanic Garden. Steve, good morning. Happy Easter. Yes, and happy Easter to you. Thank you, sir. So what's going on in the Fort Worth Botanic Garden? Well, the wisteria vines are still blooming on the series of 11 arbors between the lower rose garden and the oval rose garden. An absolutely beautiful sight this time of the year. Tulips are being removed from the beds to make way for summer bedding plants. Purple petunias are making quite a show on the ramp in the rose garden. And then orange cross vine is uh, stealing the show on the fence along Old Garden Road. You sent me photos last year of the uh, cross vine, and it was absolutely beautiful. It's a lovely woody perennial vine for uh, for north central texas um you you deal with the tulips as annuals don't you we do indeed yes yeah as as all should do there are uh, there is a handful of tulip species that will do well in perennial gardens uh they're smaller and and uh, they don't make the big showy displays like steve uses but uh, but most tulips are handled as annuals so what is your featured plant this week let me just in one breath say it's my favorite spring flowering shrub go well <laughs> it is my fav- it is my favorite shrub neil it is beautiful and that is the chinese snowball uh, viburnum macrocephalum uh, macro meaning large and cephalum meaning head it has a large flower head uh, this is blooming throughout the garden now. This is a deciduous shrub or small tree native to China that produces spectacular softball-sized heads of white flowers this time of the year. And those balls of flowers start out lime green and then turn white. They are extremely showy. The flowers are sterile with no fragrance, and so there's no fruit. Uh, the, mature, the mature height of the shrub is about 12 to 15 feet tall, about 12 feet wide, a very dense shrub with a rounded or vase shape. Uh, likes full sun to light shade. Tolerates a wide range of soils as long as they're well drained. 
And you can use this shrub as an accent, a hedge, or even as a mass planting. I think you are the one who turned me on to this plant probably 20 years ago, Steve, and I have every time I've seen it, I've bought the ones that were available. You don't ever want to come into a nursery second behind Neil if this plant yes. is in stock. <laughs> I love this plant. It's uh, it's a big shrub. You need room, and uh, yeah, but it is just showy. I'm just slowing you down. I, I know we've talked that I, I want to uh, get as much covered as we can in your reports, and I know I'm slowing you down, but this thing is spectacular, folks. If you haven't seen it, it's not terribly common in nurseries. It's not terribly common in landscapes. But if Steve and I have anything to do about it, it's going to be used a lot more often. It really is pretty. Keep going. I won't slow you down anymore. Yes. Well, you know, I won one so badly in my yard, but I had no more room for, for one. <laughs> so I approached my neighbor. I said, could I plant this on your yard? in your yard but you know adjoining my property line so that's where it is so i get to enjoy it it's on it's in his yard though but anyway it's beautiful uh yes well we do have some events david rogers big bugs is now open and runs through june 12th this is an exhibit of 10 insect sculptures on a gargantuan scale the exhibit is included in the price of garden admission and then spring festival in the japanese garden is this uh, next weekend, April 23 and 24, 9 to 5, both days. This is a very popular event. It's a celebration of Japanese culture within the beautiful setting of our Japanese garden. There will be Japanese dancers, drummers, koto music, a demonstration of martial arts, the tea ceremony, ikebana, vendors selling pottery, watercolor art, jewelry, and other items. There will be food trucks and members of the Japanese society selling authentic Japanese food. Admission to the festival is also included in the price of garden admission. So it's next weekend. All the details are on the website. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. All right. And so why don't we just spring right on into that and tell what the what the website is? Well, that is fwbg.org. It is the Fort Worth Botanic Garden, and their website is fwbg.org. Easy to remember that. How do they find you, Steve? We're just north of I-30 on University Drive, across from Trinity Park. All right. It's about a mile north of the zoo, but on the other side of I-30, so that part's easy. And then the 24-hour information telephone number, there's a recorded message there, and uh, that number is? Yes, 817-463-4160. Nice report. Great plants this time, folks and a wonderful destination garden to see. My friend Steve Huddleston from the Fort Worth Botanic Garden. Thank you, Steve. Well, thank you. Have a wonderful Easter. Thank you, sir. All right, and we'll talk to Steve next week, same time, same station. That is sponsored by Callaway's Nursery, the sponsors of this entire hour, this entire year. Callaway's Nursery is the garden center for the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. They are excited to announce their newest location opening soon in Prosper. They are committed to providing quality plants, exceptional customer service, and inspiration at all of their community locations. Their local stores are showcases of color, blooms, and textures, sure to stimulate your imagination in style for your home with indoor plants and create the landscape of your dreams outdoors. You'll also find wonderful gift ideas, pottery, lawn decor, and all the essentials to keep your flower beds and lawn looking beautiful 
and picture-perfect for entertaining. Let Callaway's be your resource for all of your gardening needs. Their friendly Texas certified nursery professionals are there to help you with your selections and answer your questions. If you love plants and helping people and spending time outdoors, you could become a part of this great Callaway's team. Callaway's is now hiring at all of their locations, including that new store opening soon in Prosper. Stop by any of the stores to apply and join their Texas-grown team today. Shop local at their community stores or order online for curbside pickup or delivery. Go to Callaways.com for more information and store hours. C-A-L-L-O-W-A-Y-S dot com. They'll be closed today so their team can spend time with their families, but look forward to spending to seeing you on Monday. That's Callaway's Nursery. It's life lived beautifully. It's Callaway's.com. I'm Lynn with Callaway's Nursery in South Arlington. We're proud to present this hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening. And now, back to Neil. That's uh, South Arlington all the way to Prosper. That's quite a territory. And they cover their own individual neighborhoods. They are local and independent retail garden centers, 21 of them in the Metroplex. Let's start with our first call today. This is David in Fort Worth. David, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning. How may I help you, sir? Okay. I am a retired biology teacher who also teaches driver's ed, but one of my students asked me a question that I had no idea. Why are red buds called red buds if the flowers are purple and the buds aren't red because we stopped and looked the other day when he asked that and they were either brown or purplish well the buds will be brown as long as the bud scales are covering the buds then they turn kind of a pink and purple um it's a it's a very fair question uh kids will come up with great questions my son when he was about four asked me how a frog turns and I said, you know, I'm not sure I know that one. Um, the, uh, the, the, the truth of it is that redbud, Cercis canadensis, uh, eastern redbud, uh, in nature is really pink. The, the most common color is pink. And, uh, but it comes in all shades from white. There are a lot of white uh, buds, and they're still called redbud. It's a white-flowering redbud all the way to burgundy, deep, rich, uh, wine-colored purple. Uh, there is no bright red red bud, and that's, that's exactly true. Uh, but you know what? When it comes to common names, we learned this with, with crepe myrtles when we began the uh, crepe myrtle trails of McKinney. My, my uncle and my dad uh, were both Ph.D. botanists, and I asked uh, about the correct spelling of the word crepe for crepe myrtle and whether it should be one word or two words. And I was told that, uh, that you can spell a common name any way you want to. You can give a plant any common name you want to, which explains why Vitex agnus castus is given the common name of lilac chaste tree, which I've never figured out. Well, these common names are all over the place, and so somebody just thought that redbud would be a great idea. They probably had some kind of uh, ocular issue. <laughs> Good for you for reporting the kids' uh, uh, question. Good for them for thinking about it. So it's an okay. interesting dilemma. And, and you know what? You can also point out to the kids that there have been many, many selections of crepe myrtles of uh, red buds made in the last fifteen years with variegated foliage and weeping habits and all kinds of things. So 
you might have a horticulturist among the kids there. It'd be nice. So, anyway, don't have a good answer for you, but that's, that's uh, I've told you more <laughs> okay, than I yeah. know. I've been accused of that before. Now, what was the name of that plant a while ago, Chinese viburnum? Yes, Chinese snowball. Viburnum Chinese macrocephalum. Snowball. Okay. Because I'm also having to re- replant the shrubbery at church, courtesy of the freeze and foundation work. Well, it is a it's a very winter hardy one, and and it's just beautiful. Ours are in full bloom at our house right now. It will grow. Uh, there are some in Old McKinney that have been there for a long time. This is an old shrub, but it just never has uh, been propagated by nurserymen and sold. It's probably slow enough growing that people don't uh, don't want to mess with it in the nursery trade. But it'll get uh, ten to twelve feet tall and wide. It's it's beautiful. So and that would they, fit the gap that I've got. Well, that's perfect. Right, well, yep. I've well, have got, a good uh, Easter and thank you for the call. Again. Yeah. Yep. Thank you. All right. Talk to you later. Bye bye. All right, Dave in Carrollton, you'll be coming up next. Stay with me if you will, please. I have a photo of uh, one of the plants in uh, downtown McKinney, not very far from our church, in fact. Uh, in my book that I'm about to tell you about, Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. And I also have a very unexpected opportunity for you, and that is the book is on sale right now, right in the springtime. Um, the uh, sixth printing books are coming off the press and going to the bindery and sometime in about a month after the spring, unfortunately, but they will uh, become available to me. The difference in the fifth and sixth printing is a couple of paragraphs dealing with last year's cold, just saying it happened. And uh, you need to believe the map of uh, the USDA hardiness zones from uh, 1990, not the more current one from 2012 that showed us to be a lot warmer than we really are. I had already challenged that map in the in the book, but uh, anyway, those two paragraphs are the only changes between fifth and sixth printings. And so uh, the reason I bring that up is. You really need to get the fifth printing and save a bunch of money on it. I need to clear room in my storage at my house so that I can accept the sixth printing when they begin to come out of the uh, out of the uh, bindery in San Antonio. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening, 344 pages, 840 of my photographs. It's a hardback book, and it covers every aspect of outdoor lawns, landscaping, fruit, flower, and vegetable gardening for every county of the state of Texas. The book will be on the 6th printing, $38.95. You pay only $32.95 to get a signed copy mailed this week. If you wait for the 6th printing, it'll be sometime this summer, and maybe later than that. And so you can get it right away if you order it right now, and you'll save a ton of money. Uh, it's a signed copy with satisfaction completely guaranteed or a full refund. 75,000 copies sold so far and not one request for a refund. There, It's not in stores. It's not on Amazon. There are two ways you can get it. One would be to call my office tomorrow uh, through uh, Thursday this week. Our office will be closed uh, for a, a personal uh, uh, event on uh, Friday. Uh, well, it's a, a funeral. And to be closed on Friday, so tomorrow through Thursday, and uh, that would be 800-752-GROW, 800-752-4769. The other way, the better way, is to go ahead and order it right now on my website at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. You can learn more about it at the website. That's Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening.
Nobody will do you a better foundation repair job than Advanced Foundation Repair. Their estimates are absolutely free. Their work is very affordable. They invite you to give them a call. 214-333-0003. Their work is guaranteed for the lifetime of your house. Do what we did. Call Advanced Foundation Repair. On the web, it's foundationrepairs.com. 214-333-0003. Advanced Foundation Repair. At Mueller, they believe in value. Mueller's Value Plus buildings are pre-engineered, and they feature an easy-to-assemble, bolt-together design. Mueller's durable roofing panels are hail-resistant. They come backed by a 30-year limited paint warranty. But true value never stops at just a quality product at a reasonable price. True value shows in the service you receive during your purchase and in how a company stands behind their product after the sale. Mueller understands that buying a steel building or a metal roof for your home can be a lifetime decision, and Mueller will provide assurance before, during, and for decades after your purchase. At Mueller, you simply get more. You get more for your money, you get more confidence in their company, and that gives you more value. Call Mueller today, 877-2-MUELLER. That is M-U-E-L-L-E-R, which translates to 877-268-3553. Or you can visit them online at MuellerInc.com. MuellerInc.com. Mueller means value. Neil, Speary, and Callaway's go back since our nurseries opened. And I'm Paul with Callaway's in Richardson, the very first Callaway's. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Paul, very, very much. Let's go back to our phone lines. We go to Dave in Carrollton. Dave, this is Neil. Good morning. Hi, Neil. A uh, long-time listener. Uh, Thank you. I just wanted to ask you a question. I got, uh, about a year ago, I put uh, St. Augustine grass in, in, in the front. Uh, I have bought your book, but I can't find it. I, I want to ask you a question. What kind of fertilizer, okay, it's right this month, can I put down on my St. Augustine? All right. You want to use a, you're in Carrollton, that's in the black clay soil. You want to use an yeah. all-nitrogen fertilizer, no phosphorus, none of the middle number. And okay. um, you want to make sure that uh, 30 or 40%, somewhere in that range, of that nitrogen is in slow-release form. It's going to be encapsulated or coated. It will say that okay. on the bag somewhere uh, for for slow release feeding, and okay. uh, a good retail nursery, uh, uh, independent nursery where you can talk oh, yes. to an owner or manager yeah. will have that. So will good hardware stores, and so will good feed stores. And uh, you you fertilize St. Augustine now, and then again in early to mid June, no later than June fifteenth, okay. and then again okay. in early September. Those three times. Would Callaways be a good one? They're great. Okay. They're great. 20 to 30, right? Uh, you want 30 so, to 40% of the nitrogen okay. in slow release form. They have a house brand that will fit right on that. Okay. Thank you, sir. I listen to you every week. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Take care. All right. Let's see. Let's go to Joanna in 
Uh, Joanna, stay with me, if you will. I'm trying to hit the, the news right on the money at 830. I've been asked to do that, and I just looked at my clock. I need to need to get my break in here, and I'll come right to you. You're up next. Folks, we have two open lines at 800-288-WBAP. We are live on an Easter Sunday morning, and we would love to have you call through. could use the calls. 800-288-9227. Wild Birds Unlimited stores report that migrating ruby-throated and black-chinned hummingbirds have been spotted in our area. They're more than spotted. They are hanging out. They're here. Natural food supplies have been down because so many of the uh, of the natural food supplies were hurt by the cold and the drought. They're just now coming into into bud and bloom, but there isn't a lot of food to go around. So you can meet that uh, that need by putting up your hummingbird feeder, preferably a high perch hummingbird feeder from Wild Birds Unlimited, and filling it with uh, the mix of four parts of water and one part of sugar. No food coloring, please. Now, if you have had hummingbirds in the past, you need to know that they come back to the same locations. It's called sight fidelity. Interesting concept, and I've seen that happen. I've really seen that happen. Now, hummingbirds are only native to the Western Hemisphere. They can fly backwards and upside down. They are cool little birds. You need to enjoy them, and Wild Birds Unlimited can help you enjoy them to the fullest. There are three of their stores locally that uh, join together to sponsor my broadcast. Oh, and that also sell all the best of nesting feeds and seeds and nesting boxes. All the supplies. Let me tell you about those three stores. David's store is in the Park Cities. He's been there a long time helping bird enthusiasts. At 5715 West Lover's Lane, that's right beside Nicholson Hardy Nursery and Garden Center, about a block west of the tollway. Ron's store, he's moved recently after many, many years elsewhere, and he has moved his store slightly, it's just a few blocks away, to 5708 Abrams Road, one block south of Northwest Highway, 5708 Abrams. And Bertie's store in McKinney, she's at 3001 South Harden Boulevard, just just south of El Dorado Parkway, near Tom Thumb. And she's uh, near Hallmark, which is near Tom Thumb, just uh, south of El Dorado on Harden. Easy to find these stores. If you didn't get all that, it's at wbu.com slash dfw. Wild Birds Unlimited, bringing people and nature together and doing it with excellence. With so much happening, you never want to miss a moment. These days, you don't have to. On air, online, and always on your smart device. News Talk 820 WBAP. WBAP.com. All right, let me tell you about Neil Sperry's eGardens, my free electronic newsletter that comes from my computer to your email. Happens on Thursday evenings just around 6 o'clock, just a little after 6 p.m. Uh, it always will have five stories, and uh, one of those stories will always be a featured plant of the week. Something is very timely for that uh, particular time of the year. It may be something you need to plant at that time of the year, or it may be something that's at its prime at that time of the year. But whatever it is, it's very timely. Uh, the second story is always a featured uh, a question of the week, and we're we're. Uh, toying with that a little bit, and I have something exciting to announce to our eGarden subscribers this coming Thursday. So you want to you want to be a subscriber to see what that's all about. And then the third constant that's always there 
is you'll always have gardening this weekend where I outline the most critical things based on the weather and based on the time of year, 10 or 12 things that you really need to get done that weekend. Then there will be other stories. Stephen Chambly has a story this week. We haven't gotten it yet. Don't know what he's going to write about. Never do with Stephen. But that's an example. You can always see an archived edition of uh, Neil Sperry's eGardens at my website, right where you sign up for it. Go to neilsperry.com. Same place you go to buy my book, and uh, but you click on the eGardens tab. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Then click on eGardens. 100 years serving DFW. Trending now. Trending now. On WBAP. And WBAP.com. North Texas sheriffs are anticipating a battle over drug smuggling. I'm Dennis Martin. From the Audi Dallas WBAP 24-7 News Desk. ClassicChevrolet.com, WBAP first traffic and weather on the ones. Police activity has shut down the southbound 35E between Mockingbird Lane and Highway 183. This may be related. There's an accident that continues to block the right lane of eastbound 183 a little before Regal Row. That's all in the same general area. With WBAP's first traffic on the ones, I'm Dennis Martin. The WBAP forecast, partly cloudy today, scattered showers, storms are possible, high temperature 78. Tomorrow, Monday, will be sunny and pleasant with a high temperature right around 75. Right now, we're looking at 60 degrees in Dallas, 57 in Fort Worth. Tarrant County Sheriff Bill Wayborn's one of the North Texas sheriffs expecting a surge of illegal drugs in their communities when the Title 42 border restrictions end in May. Well, I think we're going to see a flood. I think we're going to see copious amounts of drugs. And just in recent history, we're still taking down pounds and pounds of methamphetamine and other drugs as well. One of the Dallas Cowboys seems to have led police to a pair of murder suspects. Cornerback Kelvin Jones was a passenger in a car last March from which shots were fired, killing a 20-year-old man who was in Dallas for a birthday party. Detectives questioned Jones Friday. Saturday, they arrested two men from Baton Rouge and charged them with the murder. Kelvin Jones has not been arrested. Police have not said whether he might face any charges at all. I'm Dennis Martin. Our next news update will be at 9 o'clock. Check back several times throughout your day. Stay informed on the latest with the Russian war on Ukraine. With News Talk 820, WBAP 99.5 FMHD2 and WBAP.com. Ah, that's my call. Hello, Neil. <laughs> Ain't by home, Neil? All right, let me tell you about uh, Arborological Services right now. With great pleasure. I was just sitting here thinking about my life. <laughs> Arborological Services. If you're thinking about your trees, you'll call these great people. Nobody does better tree work. Nobody does better tree work than this company. Steve Hauser founded this in 1981, and he has to be mighty satisfied with what has evolved from that company. They uh, formed out of, a, out of an old Volkswagen bus, and uh, 
before long he had Kevin Bassett working alongside him, and Kevin is still involved with the team, and Russell Peters joined later. Those three men have been named Arborist of the Year in the state of Texas. That is an award that is given to the best arborist in the state, somebody who has taken the profession to a a much higher level, has brought some uh, some level of brilliance to the industry, has led the industry, not just a company, just a lot of things. So all three of those leaders of their industry. And uh, then you have all the other accomplishments of the team. They have 12 International Society of Arboriculture certified arborists leading as foremen of their crews. And uh, folks, most companies that are in this business uh, are, are doing well to have one or two or three. They have 12. 12. And they have an 11-time Texas State tree climbing champion in Miguel Pastanez. Miguel brings his crew to our home to do the work on our trees. And I got lucky on that draw because we're in the right neighborhood. Uh, that's his territory. They are the very best, and that's for all types of tree work, whether it's routine trimming and, and fertilizing and and a pest control all the way to heroic saving of trees that are struggling for one reason or another, even testifying in court cases. They can do all of that. Okay, contact information. Phone number. Sounds like a national number. They're strictly local. But here it is, 866-552-7267. 866-552-7267. The website is their name, arborological.com. Arborological Services, Facebook, Arborological Services, Inc., Twitter, at The Tree Experts, and again the name, Arborological Services. Your latest news, traffic, and weather. It's good to just keep you in the know. Available on your smart devices. All you have to do is ask. Hey, Google, play WBAP. Just want you to know that uh, Mueller is at it again. They're doing it again. For the 14th year, Mueller is giving away a free building to one nonprofit organization right here in the Lone Star State. They want you to be aware of that. It's not just a building. It's a 4,000-square-foot facility to be built by the helping hands of Mueller, dedicated to serve a Texas-sized community. Here's how to enter. You go to MuellerInc.com, M-U-E-L-L-E-R, inc.com. You click on Helping Hand. Now that's where you can complete an application about why your organization deserves this blessing. Applications will be accepted until May 16. For more information on Mueller Steel Buildings and Roofing, visit MuellerInc.com. But that's also where you get the application, and they'll have all the instructions on how you uh, how you file it. And good luck to you. I hope that your not-for-profit is the winner. You can see more about the uh, past winners, get an idea for it. And uh, there are a lot of great not-for-profits in Texas. Hopefully yours will be selected as the one for this year. MuellerInc.com and click on the helping hand. Let the Texas Certified Nursery Professionals at your neighborhood Callaways help you. I'm Greg Polito with the North Fort Worth Store. And now back to Neil. He runs a wonderful store. And anytime you're in that area, I hope you'll stop by and say hi to Greg. Let's go to Joanna in Eastland. She's been waiting very patiently. Joanna, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning. How may I help you? A friend has asked me for advice in partially renovating her flower beds. 
she has three purple trees about seven feet tall that she was sold as Japanese maples. They're not Japanese maples. Um, they're possibly ornamental plums. Um, they've been in the ground about four years, and she said they haven't changed any. They've lived, but they haven't flourished. Um, she would like to move them to a shadier bed. Is now a terrible time to do that? Yes. Okay. Yeah, because they have just invested all of their oomph and effort uh, to, um, uh, to grow this spring, and to move them would penalize them for all of that effort and, and set them back dramatically. You don't want to move them until they're dormant. So the, the next time, next chance to move them would come after the first tree. So that's going to be November, November, December, January, February be the times. Okay, if they, if they make, are ornamental plums, uh, would the shadier bed be a bad thing? Uh, it won't be the best. They're, they're better out in the sun. If, if it's a purple leaf plum, the life expectancy of them is five to seven years. It's the shortest lived tree that we have. Reason being, um, uh, uh, peach tree borers just really get them. Peach and plum trees are, are devastated by them, and most of all, uh, purple leaf plums seem to be really hit by them. Um, also by, uh, uh, oh, there's bacterial stem canker that causes the, the uh, sap up and down the stem. If, if she was sold a Japanese maple at a Japanese maple price of, uh, oh, anywhere from 75 to $150, and she got a purple leaf plum that probably shouldn't have been sold for more than 20 or $30. She got yorked, and she needs to go back where she bought it and say, this is not right. Um, one way you can tell is that um, Japanese maples, all the ones that I have seen, are going to be star-shaped leaves, and purple-leaf plums are all going to have egg-shaped leaves. Well, these are definitely egg-shaped. Okay. And well, she paid a hundred dollars a piece for those trees. She needs to be going back and visiting with the people that sold them to her. Okay. Well, thank you so much. I did not think this was a good time, but she. I don't know why she would want to move them. First of all, they're not worth moving, and secondly, I mean, I'm not one to throw away trees, but if I started throwing, they would be at the front of the line. Okay. <laughs> it's just all not right. a not a good tree. But why do that if, if uh, she has any argument, I, even if she doesn't have a receipt, uh, if she has a, a, a good case to be made with the nursery, I'd go back and, and say, I don't want to, I, I'm not prying to find out where she bought them. I have no interest in knowing, don't want to know that, don't want it on the air. But I just think she needs to go back and look them square in the eye and say, I bought this, I got that, and I paid X amount of money. In that case, it would be prudent to uh, have uh, have a receipt or to uh, at least show in her checking account or credit card how much she paid because the Japanese maple is of, of a certain size is going to cost uh, three or four times as much as a purple plum. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, thank you so much for you your betcha. advice. All right. Good luck, Joanna. Thank you. Let's see, time-wise, let's go to Flo in Springtown. Flo, this is Neil. Good morning. My name is Bo, sir. Oh, it's Bo. You don't sound like Flo at all. My my buddy Mike set me up on this one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, 
I, I do have a question for you, but first I have a comment. I just okay. had a birthday recently, and my wife got your book for me. Thank you very much, and it will be tre- treasured always. Thank you, Bo. That's great to hear. Um, now, I've uh, done a raised bed garden. Okay. And I'm trying to keep the neighborhood cats and our cats, we have inside-outside cats, from using it as a litter box. And I've done mm. a little bit of research to, for repellents, and I haven't, I haven't found any reviews that I'm willing to just flat-out purchase without a, another inquiry. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, have you, what have you read? In other words, let me let me put that in a different language. What am I about to recommend that will make me sound stupid? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's, I just looked at stuff on Amazon. You know, there's just yeah. some different names and stuff, uh, Cat Mace, and, and, gotcha. and I read the reviews, and just like reviews on everything else, people say it's great, and others say you're wasting your money. So Yeah. Well, one of the problems with any kind of product like that, they may work, um, but they only work until it rains or until you irrigate, and then they're gone. Uh, there are repellents okay. that will work pretty well, I think. Um, but uh, but in Texas, we have to irrigate so often that it becomes a problem. Um, the uh, something I used we've had we've had dogs in our yard most of our married life. And that's taking care of the cats. They haven't been as much a problem. Um, the uh, but so so I don't have as much firsthand experience. But when we lived in Farmer's Branch, I took socks and uh, and old rags and dipped them in in um, ammonia and laid that out. And the cats kind of stayed away from that. It didn't smell the greatest, and and the cats stayed away from that. I don't know if that works or not. Do a little Googling on that and see what people say if that ever works. Um, I, I have had experience with uh, tea tree oil being a cat repellent, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure what it, that would do as far as your edibles, you know, around your tomatoes and whatnot. Well, you, but again, if you, if you dip, uh, if you dip a, a sock filled with old rags, in some of these things and lay it around the plants, it's not going to contact the plants, not going to be taken in by the plants, uh, not going to burn the plants, okay. not going to do anything in that respect. So so those are things you can do. Um, I have also uh, had pretty good luck with uh, using chicken wire to discourage uh, 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 squirrels. Are you digging. talking about just, you talking about just laying it straight down on the ground? Yes, and you have to be careful not to uh, not to have any of the prongs sticking up where you puncture your skin, unless you've had tetanus shots recently. But but yes, <laughs> and and put it down, and then plant between the rows. You leave yourself a little uh, corridor between the chicken row, maybe uh, chicken wire, maybe a, a row of an inch and a half or so, where you can plant your lettuce and your beans and other stuff. It's easy for you to see that and get to it. Hard for the cat to. Uh, scrounge around in there adequately to, to do her business or his. And uh, so that that could work. Um, that's annoying to have to do that. I don't know if a yeah, cat well, would climb a, a chicken wire fence if you built some kind of a maybe a 18-inch fence around the garden. I don't know if that would work or not. I don't know if they would be well, that determined. Uh, one other thing I did once, uh, I'm thinking back to times that I've tried to deal with. I, I put a sandbox in just 
for that, for that purpose, and they, they did prefer that. That worked. I was trying everything oh, I wow. could think okay. of. Well, I, I did build a little cage, a, 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 you know, out of chicken wire, just some scrap wood frame and sit it over it. But, I mean, that's working for now, but, you you know, obviously. Well, I was actually just talking about a garden fence. I was just talking about a garden fence, not anything over the top, but around it. Um, another thing oh, yeah. that worked for me, I'm, I'm just going back in history because this is I've got a lot of years behind me. Another thing that worked well uh, was uh, the the um, uh, the uh, landscape fabric, the the weed blocking fabric that you can roll out between the rows, kind of like I described for chicken wire. But this is almost like carpet padding. It's a product made to prevent weeds. And you roll it out between rows of vegetables. The cats don't like that because they try to scratch and they can't. I mean, it it, it pulls, and yep. and and they really don't like that, so they go somewhere else. And so and that so, serves so two talking, purposes. You're talking about the same material because I laid down a a, a row of uh, landscape fabric underneath the bed before I filled it with my mix. I don't know if it's the same material. Here. It's it's weed block. It's a it's a weed blocking fabric, and weed block is one brand name. Okay, oh, I got you. All right. Well, I several will things to try. I don't have I don't have the best answer, but the repellents uh, probably are not at the top of my list. The other thing, the mechanical means are are going to be more likely for 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 my experience. Yeah, so, the, and the repellents are not a a cheap either. No, they're That's not. why I wanted to. I wanted to check before I, you know. Well, and the the thing I like money. about yeah, the thing I like about the uh, the the uh, weed blocking fabrics is that they do accomplish two things. They do uh, they do help you uh, keep the weeds out at the same time. So, I hope I helped. Right. Yes, sir. I'll uh, I'll give them a try. All Thanks right. Thanks for the, the call. Book, you bet. Have a good one. Bye bye. All right. We have. Uh, Audrey in Mansfield. My uh, uh, internet has gone out on my laptop at my studio and so i am now uh, assuming that's what we have coming up i'm gonna go ahead and take my break right now and and we'll try to reestablish that i got up today with uh, with a quadruple dose of vertigo and so my day is very difficult to start with <laughs> these uh, that's why i'm stammering just a little bit um my book neil spray's lone star gardening what would you think if I said it's thirty-two ninety-five instead of thirty-eight ninety-five? That's what it's going to be, and this is for the fifth printing. I can have it to you yet this week. I'll be signing books. Uh, I won't be signing tonight because I don't have the list of names. I've already signed all that came from uh, early order eGardens, and uh, Gretchen will get the rest of them to me tomorrow, and I'll be signing tomorrow night. So it looks like it'll be Tuesday when we get them in the mail. I'd love to get a book to you this week. Uh, it is uh, Chapter 1 is The Basics of Gardening in Texas. It covers all the things that apply to the other 10 chapters. Uh, you need to know about soils. You need to know about the, uh, the dates of the first and last freezes. You need to know the hardiness zones. There are two uh, fairly small but important uh, changes between the first uh, between the fifth and sixth printings is two paragraphs and they deal with the cold of february 2021 had to mention it and just to say that it got colder than the uh, the hardiness zone map that was last the last uh, uh, released from the usda in 2012 that one is not accurate and that's what i pointed out we have the 1990 map in the book so there it is for you 
And that's what that chapter, uh, those two paragraphs refer to. Otherwise, the books are verbatim the same. So there you go. And you save a bunch by taking one of these fifth printing books that I have now. I'm closing out that inventory to make room for the sixth printing. Okay, so chapter two, chapter two is a 48-page calendar, perpetual calendar, four pages per month, telling you what needs to be planted, pruned, fertilized, and sprayed in that month. And people tell me that chapter alone pays for the book. Chapter three is an ultra-comprehensive uh, chapter on trees, everything you need to know about trees, the best trees, uh, the best trees for fall color, the best trees for flower color in the spring, and all the rest of it all the different trees that grow in Texas and how I'd rate them and how tall and how wide and all the rest of that. And then a, a similar chapter for shrubs and vines and ground covers, annuals and perennials. Those are huge chapters. And uh, then we have lawns, flower, uh, lawns and uh, fruit and vegetables. It took me a year to write this book. It took me a lifetime to accumulate the knowledge that I put into this book. And uh, I think you'll find it to be your go-to garden reference for Texas. I think you'll enjoy it. I think you'll be happy with it. I guarantee your full satisfaction, or I will refund every penny that you invest in it personally. I've been saying that since the first book sold. 75,000 copies sold, not one request for refund. Now, this book is not in stores, and it's not on Amazon. 344 pages. 840 of my photographs. It's a hardback printed on high-quality paper, and it is available only from my office or my website. Um, I hope that you'll order, and uh, this is limited to the fifth printing copies that I have available. The way you order is by calling my office or going to my website. The office phone number, Monday through Friday business hours, 800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769. And the website, which is the better way to order, is neilsperry.com. You can do that right now. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. Severe storms in Texas pop up quickly with wind and hail that can damage your roof. Call Wortham Brothers Roofing at 972-562-5788. Schedule your free roof inspection or visit wbroofing.com. They've been in business more than 28 years. Wortham Brothers Roofing provides the highest quality workmanship materials and service. That's Wortham Brothers Roofing. 972-562-5788. WBRoofing.com. Since 1983, the experts at WhizQ Stone have been a leader across the Metroplex turning landscape dreams into reality. With 22 acres, WhizQ Stone has the largest landscape selection in Texas, including natural stones such as flagstone, boulders, river rock and more to experience what whiz stone can do their large lifestyle display is certainly a place for inspiration the skilled professionals at whiz stone can help you have the outdoor living area you've always wanted check out their product page on their website at whiz-q.com they can supply not only the hardscape but the tools to do it yourself from masonry supplies to landscape supplies to pond and water gardens whiz stone has what you need to build the lifestyle of your dreams whiz stone can deliver any product anywhere in the usa visit the experts at whiz at whiz-q.com or call 817-429-0822 whiz stone Leaders in hardscape and landscaping supplies, helping to build the lifestyle of your dreams. 
Well, it's springtime in Texas. I think you realize that. We've had some rains. Did you know the foundation repairs should be done at the wettest time of the year because it creates less stress on your home? That's what we hear from Advanced Foundation Repair. Not a reason to wait for summertime. You don't have to do that. If you're seeing foundation problems now, it's only going to get worse. You say, well, I don't see them now like I do in the summer when the cracks get a mile wide in the side of my house. Well, there's no reason to wait. You need to... uh, you need to have advanced foundation repair. Look at your home now. They can identify the problems now. They can fix the problems now. The home inspection is absolutely free. Let them come to your home. They'll do almost a topographic map of the foundation. And if you have a problem, they'll show you what it is, where it is, and they'll quantify it for you. If you don't have a foundation problem, they'll tell you that. And they'll say, thank you for calling us. Here's our card. Call us again if you think you have a problem developing. They'll give you some suggestions of how to avoid problems. This is a great company that I've told you about for 27 years, and very proudly so. We have used their services once at our home, once at a building that I owned as my office. It was a uh, 1927 pier and beam house, and they knew how to fix that as well. They are really good, and I get so many nice comments on them from listeners. I hope I'll get one from you as well. I know I will if you call them and have them help you because they'll do you right. Advanced Foundation Repair on the web, foundationrepairs.com. That's plural, foundationrepairs.com. It's Advanced Foundation Repair, 214-333-0003. One more time, 214-333-0003. We at Callaway's and Cornelius are proud to offer the finest in plants, products, and services. I'm Ross from the Cornelius in Houston, and we're proud to be sponsoring this segment of the program. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Ross, very, very much. Appreciate that. Let's now go to Audrey in Mansfield. Audrey, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, and happy Easter to you, Neil. Happy Easter. Thank you. I have one question. I've lived here in this house for 49 years. And all of a sudden, well, I have St. Augustine, and now I have a big area. It's probably about a five-by-five area that is absolutely dead, and I don't know why. It's not under the trees. It's out in the sun. I don't know what happened. All right, and when did you first notice it was dead? It was probably about maybe three weeks ago. It started, you know, just a little spot. And then I never paid a whole lot of attention until it just started growing. You're getting bigger. I didn't know what to do about it. All right. Um, Well, three weeks ago in Weatherford, it was barely starting to show any signs of life. Uh, St. Augustine was very slow to to green up this spring. And so um, my guess, it's going to be almost impossible for me to identify what would have caused it. Let me explain why that could be leftover. I, this is going to be all over the map, Audrey. I, I, I have to confess. I'm just going to apologize up front because it's not going to be a very good answer. Uh, leftover chinch bug damage from last summer uh, could have been masked by a lawn that just ran into hot, dry weather in September, October, and didn't look very good, and without anybody's knowing that the worst of it was right there in that one area, 
Uh, that could be it, and it just didn't uh, green up the spring. Uh, it could be uh, it could be take all root rot where that particular area is impacted and the surrounding area isn't, and it's just not greening up as well. Uh, so it could be take all root rot. Um, uh, it it it's really hard to know. Um, it, it would be easier maybe two or three weeks from now to, to tell. I have on my website, uh, I have St. Augustine Diagnostics on my homepage because I get so many calls on them and they're so hard to identify in the growing season, much less when we really don't have much to go on, which is the case right now. I'm going to ask that you look there and start there and then call me back in about three weeks when you have more active clues to go on um, and we can see better that would help folks i got to go to news i just realized